At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Look at I am not Scott Seidenberg. I am Greg Peterson, taking it through as we've got an absolutely tremendous show for you the next two hours. We're going to be hitting on a whole lot of information on the hardwood here in hour number two. Going to be looking at some NBA Going to be giving you guys a little bit when it comes to college basketball as well. If you're out there on the East Coast, it is now four days away from the start of the college basketball season. Those of us out here in the Pacific time zone, well, gosh darn it, it's still five days away. But that'll be changing in an hour. Going to be taking a look at the ACC later on this hour. And then in the final hour, we're going to be taking a look at the SEC as well on the hardwood. And then we're also going to be taking a little bit of a look at some of the Heisman futures as well. Because no question, we're going to have some big games on this college football weekend in general. We've got Michigan State. They're going to be taking on Purdue. Wanted pitting a little bit up on that in hour number one. So we're going to be diving into that market as well. But let's take a look at everything that is going down in the NBAs. We wound up seeing a couple games that wound up finishing up about an hour or so ago, give or take a little bit, and you wound up seeing a pretty substantial upset. If you wound up taking the money line with the Oklahoma City Thunder with, I know that a lot of people wound up doing once it was ruled that LeBron James was going to be out of the fold. Hey, you wound up getting a very nice plus money cash. 107 to 104. Oklahoma City Thunder are able to take down the LA Lakers, and something I've just been noticing in the NBA in general is for one, the unders. I mean, they're hitting at nearly a 64% clip right now. This is one of the games I wound up doing so once again as you wound up in general having only one game wind up going over the total uh, in the NBA on Thursday. So under winds up going 4-1, winds up killing it once again. 
That game was the Phoenix Suns versus the Houston Rockets game. That wound up going over, by the way, as the Phoenix Suns were able to win by a count of 123 to 111. And, and no doubt, it's a big theme of what we're seeing in the NBA right now. But the other theme to go back to that Lakers versus Oklahoma City Thunder game is that a lot of these teams that they were towards the top of the odds board to begin the season, a lot of these teams that they wound up having a lot of hype going into the season about being perhaps title contenders, they're not necessarily doing so well against the spread, and I think that that's putting it very politely as you've now got an L.A. Lakers team that is and 2-7 against the spread. I mean, no doubt they've been able to do a little bit of a better job straight up if you've just been taking money lines, but if you've been taking money lines, you've been taking a bath. If you're betting on them against the spread, you have not been able to make any money whatsoever, and let's just take a look at some of the teams that are towards the top of the odds board. You've got the Lakers, who I just mentioned. They have not been profitable for you whatsoever. The reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks, they're a little bit interesting in that they're 4-4 four four straight up, but they're 4-4 four four against the spread, so they have not been completely lighting your money on fire. The Brooklyn Nets have been able to pick it up a little bit. They are currently 4-4 four four against the spread as well, but you also take a look at some of these other cases as well. The LA Clippers, they're currently finding themselves three and four against the spread. You expected perhaps a little bit more from them. The Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, who I did not feel like should have been the short shot to be able to win MVP in a lot of these markets to begin the year. They are right now actually five and three straight up, which is relatively respectable, but they're just two and six against the spread as well. And I think something that's big when it comes to betting the NBA right now is trying to find some of those I call them just spread covers. The team that I was really enamored with coming into the year, the Memphis Grizzlies. You've got an infusion of young talent. You've got a lot of guys that they are starting to really mesh together. I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. has been able to do a good job of being a compliment to a guy that has just really been able to emerge this year in John Moran. And as a result, you've got a Grizzlies team that they've been fighting hard night in and night out. Five and three straight up, which is really solid, but even better than that. Six and two against the spread. So they certainly have been able to make you a lot of money. You've got a Philadelphia 76ers team that I know that a lot of people wound up souring on them coming into the year because you had the whole Ben Simmons drama. You've got a lot that's going on with just injury concerns because Joel Embiid, you know that he's good for missing a double-digit amount of games just every single year with back issues, what have you. A little bit unfortunate, but he's been able to battle through them. They're 6-3 and three against the spread. They've been able to do a very rock-solid job for you all year long. And then you just take a look at the Central Division in general when it comes to the East. And they have just been full of teams that have been able to make you some money, most notably the Chicago Bulls, who I know that there were quite a few people coming into the year that they were high on them, 6-2 straight up, 6-2 against the spread. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers have been able to cover six out of their nine games as well. So they've been able to lend you a little bit of money. So you take a look at some of these teams that they've got some younger talent, but at the same time, they've got some guys that I feel like sort of that year three, year four, they're starting to be able to emerge a little bit. They're sort of in that most improved player sort of category. These are the teams that have been able to make you a lot of money right now. And a team that we were expecting to maybe take a little bit of a stride forward and maybe they got a little bit overvalued because they wound up having the run that they wound up having in the postseason last year. That'd be the Atlanta Hawks. They didn't just lose to the Utah Jazz on Thursday. They got completely thrashed. This winds up opening up right around to pick them and you wind up seeing the Utah Jazz close as a very, very slight favorite, right around a one-point favorite. I know that in some books you wound up finding this more around a point and a half, but Utah 
able to get it done 116 to 98. They've been one of your best teams against the spread as well. And these are the sorts of teams that they do wind up going a little bit under the radar. We talk about it in all sports, whether it be the NFL, whether it be the MLB, whether it be college basketball, college football, you can go on and on down the list. And you've got teams that they are very much more public teams. And then there are teams that they're out there in smaller markets like the Utah Jazz that maybe they don't get the shine that they deserve. And I take a look at this Utah Jazz team, and I do think that there's going to be a lot of value on them moving forward. You've had Rudy Gobert, whenever he's been out there, just absolutely tearing it up down low. He has been just putting up big night after big night, wound up having 13 and 15 in this win against the Atlanta Hawks. And then you've got a Hawks team that Trey Young, no question, he's an emerging star when it comes to the NBA. It does feel like there is a little bit of inconsistency with him as well. He wound up having as many made three-pointers as myself on this night. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at, in my opinion. And when it comes to the NBA in general, you do wind up having a little bit of tighter spreads than, say, college basketball. But it really does matter whether you're looking at the home team or the road team because I've been mentioning the fact that we've been seeing a bunch of unders wind up coming through. But what we've also been seeing, road teams have actually been really good in the NBA because... It's one of those things in which I feel like one of the hardest things to do when it comes to betting in general is winding up being able to gauge home court advantage fairly. And you figured that the fans coming back into the sands would be a big deal in the NBA. But right now, road teams, if you just take a look at them against the spread, 68 and 55 thus far this year. That is a little bit over a 55% hit rate. So that is something that has been very intriguing to me. What else is going to be very intriguing to me? It's just gauging this Boston Celtics team moving forward because, as we know, there was a little bit of a regime change. Now, it is not like you wound up having Brad Stevens completely leave the organization or anything like that, but they've been able to do a nice job here in the early goings. They were right around a 6.5-point underdog on the close against a Miami Heat team that they've been on a little bit of an enigma ever since they wound up coming out of the NBA bubble. And it was the Boston Celtics who were really able to do a nice job in this one, 95-78. to They were able to get this one done. And for the Boston Celtics, I think that taking a look forward at this team, they are going to be one of the teams that they do wind up having a little bit of value on them because we remember last year, it was Jason Tatum, and it was really nothing else. And when it comes to a lot of these teams, you want to be taking a look at some of the guys that they wind up signing in free agency and taking a look to see how much slash little value there is going to be on them moving forward. I think that Al Horford coming back to where you wind up having just so much success with Boston. I think that that is something that has been very important. And what else has been important for the team is being able to get some good production out of Dennis Schroeder. I feel like this is something that the Celtics did not wind up having last season. So that has been no question very beneficial to them. And when you just take a look at things when it comes to -to back-to-backs as well, as we know, there are a couple teams that they wind up playing on Thursday that are going to be playing on Friday as well. I think that this is going to be a little bit of intrigue because when it comes to -to back-to-backs, I think that you've got to be gauging them a little bit differently when it comes to the back half of the season rather than the front half because right now you've got a lot of guys that they are fresh. They aren't worn down just from road trip after road trip. It's not like you're getting into the dog days of January, early February. These are all guys that you got to figure that they're still very much motivated. You got to figure that they haven't necessarily had a lot of tread on the tires. So I think that that's something that you got to be taking a look at a little bit when it comes to gauging the early part of the NBA as well. And something that I've always just done when it comes to the NBA as well is you wind up taking a little bit more of a look in game because 
when it comes to just all sports in general. You can look no matter if it's football, no matter if it's basketball, pro or college. The one league that I feel like you're able to benefit the most from when it comes to runs is the NBA. Just because it feels like in every single NBA game that I wind up watching, the team that is a favorite at one point in the game is going to be up by at least 15 points. At some point in the game, they're going to be down by double digits. It's just one of those things in which it winds up working both ways. So you always want to try to utilize this to your advantage. If you wind up liking the favorite and they wind up getting down a little bit early, you're able to get a little bit of a better number in the game and vice versa when it comes to the underdog. Now, you wind up having some situations in which they just don't have it in that night. You wind up seeing that last year when you wind up having that Clippers versus Mavericks game in which you wind up having a game that was completely lopsided, a 50-point loss, but and those are so very few and far between. Every team, when it comes to the NBA, they do wind up making a very big run. And when it comes to the NBA in general, I do think that when it comes to some of these, shall we call them teams that didn't wind up necessarily coming in with a lot of fanfare, there is going to be a lot of value on them. And we're going to be finding quite a few of them on the Friday board. You're going to have something like the Nets versus the Pistons. You're going to have Grizzlies versus Wizards that I think are all very beneficial games. And I'm going to be hitting on these on the other side. Also, keep in mind, later on this hour, we're going to be hitting on some college basketball. We're going to be taking a nice deep dive on the ACC. So we're going to be covering all forms of basketball right here on the look at. It is myself, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg. So we're going to be hitting the hardwood a little bit more next right here on the look at on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Look Ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. The Breeders' Cup is returning to Del Mar if you're Taking a look at this on the East Coast today and Saturday, if you're out here on the Pacific Time Zone, tomorrow and Saturday, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod returns with two episodes this week. Right now, listen to handicappers pop up with Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, and Dwayne Colucci analyzing all 14 races. And then on Friday's episode, Jockey Mike Smith along trainers Brad Cox, Chad Brown, and Bill Mott along with workout analyst Bruno De. Julio and Expat TV's Zoe Cadman and Jeff Siegel are all going to be offering their eyes, their insights. Subscribe for free at Apple iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download both episodes at vsin.com slash podcast. And the Ron Flyder Racing Podcast, it is powered by First Bet. As if you are back here on the look at, it is myself, Greg Peterson. We're taking a nice deep dive on the hardwood this hour. Coming up in the next segment, college basketball is going to get some love here. So we're looking forward to that and looking forward to what we're going to be getting on Friday in the NBA as well because we've got some intriguing matchups now. What makes the NBA a little bit difficult is that you're going to find a lot of games just because you wind up having towards more the back half of the season, workload management and things like this. But you do wind up having a lot of injuries that causes a lot of these games to be off the board like the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Washington Wizards game. I've been very much aboard the Grizzlies bandwagon so far this year. Really can't give out anything because we don't know what the line is at this point when it comes to Memphis versus Washington. Memphis is a team that I've really liked with Jaron Jackson Jr. and everything that John Morant has been able to do. And you take a look at the ancillary pieces as well. They've been able to do a nice job. But as I will always say, when it comes to any sport, you're not betting teams. You are betting numbers. If you wind up having Memphis be like some like double-digit favorite, which they're not going to be a double-digit favorite, but hypothetically, if they would be, there is absolutely no value there whatsoever. You just can never wind up just blindly saying, I'm going to go with this without seeing the number, in my opinion. But I certainly have been taking a look at the Memphis Grizzlies quite heavily. I have been looking to fade the Brooklyn Nets quite a bit, and I think that you might be in a good spot for the Detroit Pistons, a team that they themselves have not been good against the spread thus far. I believe that they've got two covers thus far, but they are now catching 10 points against a Brooklyn Nets team that, let's call it what it is, they've been a little bit disjointed this year. They do seem to be finding their form a little bit more, but I take a look at this Pistons team. I do think that there is quite a bit of just raw talent on this team. Now, I do think that Kate Cunningham is probably going to need a little bit of time to be able to come in on his to be able to come into his own. And we've really been seeing what we've been able to get out of Jeremy Grant as being relatively rock solid. 17 points, 
five boards per game. He's been able to do a solid job, though. It has been in quite a few losing efforts. But you just take a look at this Pistons team in general. They have been dealing with quite a few injuries. You, no question, wind up having a lot of young guys on this team as well. Killian Ace has been looking to be able to make as much of a name for himself as humanly possible. And then you just take a look at this Pistons bunch in general. And what I think is going to be fascinating is to see how you wind up having some of these guys assemble around Kate Cunningham, who has been just completely pedestrian. Let's call it what it is. He wound up missing quite a few games already, and it's been a little bit of a tough go of it for him in the last outing that he wound up having against the 76ers. It wound up being his best. 18 points, right around 10 rebounds as well. So that is something that you do like to see him winding up missing the first couple games of the season was not necessarily ideal, but the fact that he wound up looking so much better in the last game against the 76ers does give you a little bit more promise there as to the Pistons being able to ascend a little bit more. And when it comes to the Nets, I've been mentioning it a little bit when it comes to some of these teams that they do wind up getting a little bit overvalued. And I do think that that is the case because no doubt, Kevin Durant, he is an absolutely amazing player. James Harden, he's been able to put it up despite the fact that he's had to do a little bit of an adjustment when it comes to the new foul rules that we have in the NBA. He seems to be doing a relatively solid job of it. But I take a look at the Nets team in general and you know what the ultimate goal is for this team. They really aren't too concerned about games in November. They aren't concerned about how they're going to be looking going into Christmas. They're concerned about being able to set themselves in the best position possible to be able to win a title. They are looking to be able to build a little bit of chemistry as well because you wind up seeing a couple additions in the offseason. Fatty Mills, who wound up having just that amazing three-point shooting night against the Milwaukee Bucks to be able to start out the year. He, ever since then, has been going a little bit colder, though it's not necessarily a case in which he's been missing a lot of threes. It's just that his usage in general hasn't necessarily been too massive when it comes to this team. He's been a little bit more passive. And then you take a look at what you've been able to get out of someone like a Paul Millsap, a LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge has actually been very good for the team. Millsap has been a bit more of just an ancillary piece that's given you 10, sometimes 15 minutes a night. And I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how these guys wind up acclimating themselves. I certainly don't think that the Nets wind up losing this game outright or anything like that. But I feel like a 10 might be a little bit too many, especially with Kate Cunningham now being able to come back and having his best performance be recently as well. So I do think that we're going to start to see now the best of Kate Cunningham moving forward. Are we going to be able to see the best of the Charlotte Hornets? That's a big question as you're finding them as a very slight underdog against a Sacramento Kings team that has been able to show quite a bit of fight this year. You take a look at both of these teams. They're both, in my opinion, up-and-comers. You've got so much raw talent when it comes to both of these teams, but you do have a lot of youth as well, which always makes this a little bit difficult because when it comes to the NBA, I would argue that sort of being in the middle when it comes to age is good. Like, I think that the Lakers... They're just too old to be able to win a title. I think that you're going to see a lot of those guys wind up breaking down. And while I do like the Memphis Grizzlies, I think that they need a little bit more seasoning to be able to win a title as well. So you probably want to be somewhere in the middle. But what has really been fascinating with the Kings is the way that Harrison Barnes has been able to come about. Because Harrison Barnes, someone that just had never really been able to live up to his true potential throughout his NBA career, someone that the last few years... He had been falling off a tad bit. He has really been able to emerge this year. He's been able to put up right around 23.5 points per game. He's someone that is overall shooting 
47.3% from three-point range. Now, for his career, more like a 38% three-point shooter. So it's one of those cases in which I do think what comes up also must come down. I think that perhaps he could wind up having a career year at the same time. I don't think that you can expect this sort of performance. And then how about the way that Miles Bridges has been balling out for the Hornets? Because we know that LaMelo Ball winds up getting all the love for the Hornets, but Miles Bridges has been absolutely sensational for this Hornets team. And you take a look at what he wound up doing in the team's last game against the Golden State Warriors. Now, it wasn't a losing effort, but 32 points and 9 rebounds. This is a guy that just flat out knows how to ball, a guy that is able to get you buckets. So I think that it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to watch out for this. Now, I take a look at this spot, and it's one of these rare cases in which I do wind up taking a little bit more of a look at it over. Maybe you wind up getting this in-game after a little bit of a cold shooting start. And we know this when it comes to unders in the NBA. I've been highlighting it the last few weeks. They have been highly, highly profitable for you, hitting at right around 64%. But the way that Bridges has been able to perform for the Hornets, I do think that they're going to be able to put up a couple points. And when you take a look at both of these teams in general, you've got a Kings team in which I do think that they have a couple sneaky forms of offense. You've got a defense that it hasn't necessarily been the world's greatest so far this year. It certainly has been far from the league bottom. But I take a look at this Kings team, and I do think that you're going to be able to get a little bit of production around Harrison Barnes as well. They have been dealing with a couple of injuries of their own, but you still have Buddy Heald, someone that we wound up seeing win the three-point shooting competition a few years ago. He's been able to put up right around 17 points per game, and under the radar, Therese Halliburton, I feel like, is one of the more underrated players in the NBA. I don't think he's ever going to be like a Russell Westbrook or anything like that, but he is a sad sheet sufferer, a guy that I think his ceiling is going to be someone that in a few years, he might be averaging like 27 and 6, something like that. This is someone that does a great job night in and night out. He fills it up the way that you wouldn't expect someone of his size to be able to do so. And he gets a lot of blocks as well on defense. And it's absolutely astounding. He's actually had multiple blocks in each of the team's last three games, which was a little bit surprising when taking a look at it because you take a look at someone that's right around 6'5", and you wouldn't necessarily expect something like that. So I take a look at this spot. Overs have not been doing great in the NBA. This is one of the few that I would be able to advocate for. And something that I'm always advocating for is taking a look at the Indiana Pacers. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be able to play against the Portland Trailblazers, a Trailblazers team that they're anywhere between a three and a three and a half point favorite. And with Portland, the big question is, what is Damian Lillard going to be looking like as well? Because we wound up seeing him sort of teeter-trottering the early part of the season. He wound up having a couple flat spots, and it's really been C.J. McCollum for much of the year that has been outplaying him, but I do think that Damian Lillard is going to be able to get online for the team. You have to question whether or not he was dealing with a little bit of an injury to begin the year because it certainly has not looked like vintage Dame Lillard, but take a look at this. You take a look at this Indiana Pacers team, and I don't think that this is a vintage Pacers team either. And what I do credit Damian Lillard with is, even though his shot has been off only shooting right around 23-24% from three, it, he has not allowed it to affect him overall. His turnovers per game is actually down from his career averages, and he's doing a better job of facilitating. So I do think that this is a spot that Portland is going to be able to get it done with the Pacers playing on a little bit of a road swing. And speaking of a little bit of a swing, we go from the NBA to college basketball. Up next right here on The Look At on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Sports Betting National Championship is coming upon us this weekend, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit VSIN.com slash SBNC for more information and to learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including, we're going to do our Dr. Evil voice here, the $1 million top prize. That is VSIN.com slash SBNCS. We're back here at Lovely Circa. It is the Sports Betting Network, and it is Greg Peterson coming at you on the look at. We wound up hitting the last few segments on a little bit of NBA action. Now we've got to get to a little bit more of my forte, college basketball. If you're out here on the Pacific time zone, it is coming up in five days. All of you other lucky folks, whether you're mountain time zone, Eastern, Central time, it is just four short days a week. The VSIN College Basketball Betting Guide, it is going to be coming at you guys very early next week. The games in general, they're going to be starting up Tuesday the 9th. And we've got to get you guys prepared for the upcoming season. So let's take a look at the ACC. And in the next hour, we're going to be taking a look at the SEC. Typically, when you guys are thinking SEC, you're thinking all about college football. You're thinking about Alabama and Georgia. But there's going to be a whole bunch of money to be made when it comes to college basketball in both the ACC and the SEC this year. And these odds are via DraftKings. When you take a look at odds to be able to win the ACC this year, you're finding Duke as a short shot. You're finding them at a plus 250 from there. Florida State, North Carolina, they're your two next shortest shots at plus 450. Virginia is 7 to 1. Louisville is 8 to 1. Virginia Tech is 12 to 1. Notre Dame is 20 to 1. 22 to 1. You're going to be finding Syracuse, Clemson, 35. You've got Georgia Tech at 40 to 1. NC State, 50 to 1. Miami, 70 to 1. Pittsburgh and Wake Forest are both 100 to 1. And 200 to 1. That would be Boston College at Boston College. They are a bottom three team when it comes to your traditional power five schools. We're going to call them what they are. D1 college basketball schools. They're a below average school. They wind up bringing in Earl Grant. He comes over from College of Charleston. This is going to be a cataclysmically bad year for a Boston College team that they're completely outgunned in every facet of it when you take a look at them in the ACC. This is going to be a team in which they're going to be catching double digits and they're not going to be able to cover too many of those spreads. So we can end that discussion right there if you're really looking to Go out there on a limb. Don't do it with Boston College. I wasn't going to advocate for Pittsburgh anyway, but you want to know with this team, Nike Sabandi. It looked like he was going to be the team's top scorer. Wound up transferring in last year from Miami of Ohio. Wound up having to sit out a couple games due to injury, due to waivers, what have you. He is out for the year as well, so that's a little bit of an issue. But when it comes to the team that I think is going to be able to win the ACC, look no further than the top team, Duke. Now, coming into last year, you guys may remember, I was not bullish on all at all on both Kentucky and Duke. This year, it's a little bit of a different story because, for one, both of these teams, they haven't abandoned the one-and-done system. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, but it is not a case in which they are going to be having, like, 10 freshmen like we've seen in past years with both of these schools. They've both adopted to having a couple more transfers come in. They've had a couple guys. Actually, here's a shocker. Return to school for more than one year. I mean, someone called the papers. Duke does not have like four new starting freshmen. Now, they do have a couple, and one that you've got to know. If you have not heard the name Paulo Boncaro, you need to get to know him. This guy is six foot eight. He's able to handle, he's able to shoot threes, he's able to guard every single position on the floor. This guy is amazing. I'm sure that many of us have heard of Chad Holmgren. 
Chet Holmgren versus Paolo Banquero. If I were to choose one of these freshmen, I would go with Chet Holmgren, but it's by about that much. I mean, you take a look at Paolo Banquero. He is a just absolutely electrifying player. I think that he's going to be terrific. And you also dodge a bullet if you want up already firing in on anything when it comes to Duke, when it comes to the preseason, because A.J. Griffin, someone who has had a lot of injury concerns, he would be much higher than right around a top 20 to top 25 recruit if it wasn't for injuries. A little bit of a 6'7", do a little bit of everything, likely a 40-plus percent three-point shooter for this year. He was dealing with injuries. He was able to suit up. He was able to get out there on the floor for a scrimmage slash exhibition event last week. So it looks like he's going to be good to go for the opening game against Kentucky. Now, if you are taking a look at odds to be able to win the ACC, how I would wind up playing this is I would actually not take Duke right now. I will wait a game because I actually do think that they're going to wind up losing to Kentucky. When it comes to that Champions Classic game, I take a look at Kentucky. For the first time since the 2005-06 season, they're returning their top scorer in Davion Mintz. That tells you just how bizarre a world things are for Kentucky right now. But they bring in Oscar Sheboy. They wind up bringing in Kellen Gray to you. In all four of his years at Davidson, he put up 16-plus points per game. They've got a lot of guys that are coming back. They've got a lot of talent in there in general. And I flat out think that John Calipari is a tremendous coach. I think that he's going to be able to do a good job with this program. So... I take a look at this, and I do think that Duke is going to be in a little bit of a fade spot there. But after they wind up losing that game, you got to figure that their odds to be able to win the ACC, they're going to be lessened a little bit, even though it's not like that's a conference game. So that doesn't hurt them at all. I just take a look at the ACC, and in general, I'm a little bit more down on this conference. Now, I do think that Florida State, along with Virginia and Virginia Tech, are top 25 teams. I take a look at North Carolina, and I don't necessarily know what this team is going to be because we remember it just when you wound up having year in and year out Roy Williams be able to coach up this program and with Roy Williams it was always a team in which they weren't necessarily great with their three-point shooting but you'd be able to get second chances you'd be able to get third chances so they were able to do a very nice job there you're not going to have as much of that anymore now they are going to be bringing in some talented pieces they do wind up bringing in quite a bit when it comes to just being able to stretch out the floor in general, the biggest piece of which, in my opinion, is Dawson Garcia, a consensus top 40 recruit from last year, a guy that was able to be one of the top scorers for Marquette last year. Brady Manick is going to be able to help out as well. He wound up spending four years at Oklahoma. Both of these guys are six foot seven or taller. Both of these guys are able to shoot the three. You also wind up bringing back Kerwin Walton, the north of 40% three-point shooter that towards the front half of the season last year didn't wind up seeing a lot of run. Towards the back half of the season, he was able to do a relatively solid job, but I feel like they're a big, giant unknown. I would be very unwilling to take a plus 450 with them with regards to odds to be able to win the ACC because I think we're all sleeping on Virginia Tech right now. When it comes to a team that is outside of Duke that I think has a good shot of being able to win the ACC, it is Virginia Tech. You've got Mike Young, who is just an absolutely amazing coach. He has come in from Wofford, and everything that he was able to excel at at Wofford, he's right now excelling at at Virginia Tech, and a big reason why. He took with him a guy by the name of Kevi Aluma from Wofford, and this guy is right around six foot seven. When he was at Wofford, he did not shoot threes whatsoever. Last year, he was one of the better stretch players that you were able to find in a Power 5 conference. He has been able to do a great job there. They also have a storm coming. That storm's name is Storm Murphy. 
He wound up being the main point guard for Wofford, right around 16 points per game. Very efficient with the ball. A guy that does a tremendous job of being able to shoot free throws out. The deficiency is also the strength of Virginia Tech. You don't have that one set big man for Virginia Tech. This is a team that they're going to wind up playing. A lot of guys that, I guess to utilize the term here, play positionless basketball. I know that they've had guys like Justin Mutz wind up playing the five, and he's also a guy that can wind up playing the three. Wind up coming in from Delaware. Wasn't necessarily much of a facilitator, but he's able to do a little bit of everything. He's able to give you like 10 points. He's able to give you six rebounds. He's able to give you a steal. If you need him to sell hot dogs at the hot dog stand, he'll do that for you as well. But I take a look at Virginia Tech. Despite the fact that they're going to be without Jalen Cohn, one of their better scorers, they wind up also losing to Reese Radford. This is a team that they've got a lot of talent. I have a lot of faith in this coaching staff of being able to do a solid job. And then I also must also give this bulletin as well. The news of the demise of Virginia prematurely reported. You take a look at college basketball and what is always so critical, coaching. Tony Bennett is, if not a top 10 coach in college basketball, a top five coach in college basketball. This guy flat out knows what he's doing. Last year, Virginia actually had one of their lesser defensive efforts, but you know who wound up winning the regular season in the ACC last year? Oh yeah, the Cavaliers. A bigger reason why they wound up losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament were of things that just weren't of their control. They wound up having to travel very late to play that game against Ohio. They wound up, I believe, getting into the state of Indiana less than 24 hours before tip-off. You can tell that they were just sort of fish out of water. They are going to be losing quite a few pieces from last year, but what they wind up bringing in, Jaden Gardner. Y'all remember Taco Fall from a few years ago? Mr. 7'5 against Central Florida as a freshman for East Carolina, an absolutely terrible basketball school. He had 30 and 20 as a freshman against 7'5 Taco Fall. If that doesn't speak to how good this guy is, I really don't know what to tell you. They've also done a good job of being able to bring in some guards that are going to be able to help out with regards to three-point shooting. You bring back Kia Clark, who last year was as efficient as he's ever been. The defense, I think, is going to be a little bit better this year as well. I think that Tony Bennett, as you realize that he needs to bring in sort of fit pieces when it comes to the transfer portal rather than just bringing in guys in general. I think the fact that he's sort of been there, done that with the transfer portal is going to lend a lot of value when it comes to Virginia for the upcoming season. So I do take a look at it. I do think that Duke is rightfully the short shot here, but I do think that there's some value on this board as well. And there is always value when it comes to Heisman Trophy futures as well. We're getting those next right here on the look at on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Visa Midseason Football Special is here. For just 99 buckaroos, you get everything Visa has to offer now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bets emails. 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. I got all of that in in the last few days, so that is going to be coming into your inbox soon. And this is a great deal that is just $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, vsin.com slash subscribe as we're back here. It is lovely Las Vegas. It is Circa, the sports book, the resort. I am Greg Peterson filling in for Scott Seidenberg right here on the look at. And we've got to be taking a look at at what is going to be happening with regards to the Heisman Trophy odds because it is a fascinating race to say the least. Kenneth Walker was able to do a very solid job in the game against Michigan State in the game against Michigan to be able to propel himself as He's going to have another big one for Michigan State this upcoming week. But you take a look at the short shot right now, Bryce Young. He is over there at Alabama. You sort of had that fear going into the last week, by the way, that he might wind up dropping down if Matt Corral was able to have a big week. That did not wind up happening. So that wound up keeping him as the short shot. You're keeping, you're seeing him right around about a plus 180-ish, give or take a little bit, depending on your book. Kenneth Walker from there, he is 3-1. to C.J. Stroud is plus 450, Matt Corral is plus 550, Caleb Williams is plus 800, and then from there, you don't have anyone that is below 25 to 1, with that being Kenny Pickett. You've also got Travion Henderson, who is finding himself at 30 to 1, and when it comes to players outside that top five, I do think that Kenny Pickett actually does have a legitimate chance at this. Now, you sort of might be viewing this much like the way that you want to viewing someone like, to use a way back sort of reference, Someone like a Garrett Wolf when he was at 
Northern Illinois because he wound up having absolutely monster numbers, but the fact that Northern Illinois didn't wind up playing a whole lot of someone, he wound up getting overlooked a little bit, but if Pittsburgh winds up continuing to win, if they wind up being able to be in contention for a New Year's Six Bowl, I've got to think that Kenny Pickett is going to continue to rise up the standings because he did wind up having that rough two-interception game against Miami, but you still just take a look at these numbers. 2,755 yards and 26 touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah, he's leading the nation in quite a few categories right now. He's been able to do a rock-solid job. Now, I understand why so many people are high on Kenneth Walker, but I just have a tough time seeing this award winding up going to a wide, going to a running back this year. We wound up seeing it go to a wide receiver last year, but I take a look at Kenneth Walker, and no doubt he is doing an absolutely amazing job on the ground. He's got video game-like numbers, 14 touchdowns, nearly seven yards per carry, but it's really one of these cases in which, other than Michigan, what other top defense has he really played against this year? And I do feel like just with the Michigan State Spartan schedule, he is going to be a little bit of the beneficiary of that because I do think that teams are going to be holding him down. I think that Purdue is going to be able to do a solid job in this one. And then the big one is going to be one this team winds up going to play against the Ohio State University in 15 days. So I think that that is something that you've really got to be taking a look at. And then you wind up wrapping up the regular season. If they do wind up going to a Big Ten title game, you've got that as well. But playing against Penn State, that is going to be no cakewalk for him as well. So I do think that this is a case in which his numbers are going to start to plummet. And that Ohio State game is going to be big on a wide variety of levels. Because if they wind up losing that game, then they wind up finding themselves in a scenario in which he probably won't be able to showcase himself in that Big Ten title game because right now Ohio State and Michigan State, they're both 5-0 out there in the East Division. So that is something that I do take a look at as being very impactful. I do think that Bryce Young right now is very rightfully the favorite because Matt Corral wound up having such a good start to the year. But for one, Alabama wound up beating Ole Miss and wound up beating Ole Miss convincingly on the field of play. Matt Corral he didn't wind up making really any mistakes in that Alabama game, but you need to be special in order to get this award, and he just has not been. And something that I always wind up bringing up, whether it be odds to be able to win like the NFL MVP, all these MLB futures when it comes to Cy Young, when it comes to Heisman Trophy, keep in mind that this is an award that is voted on by writers, and what that means is that it doesn't necessarily matter who you think like analytically, if you wind up doing like this deep dive, you wind up taking a look at X, Y, and Z, who winds up grading out the best there. What is really important is trying to put yourself into the mind of a beat writer, what they're all going to be taking a look at. And that's something that really needs to be number one on your mind when you wind up trying to make a bet, whether it be odds to be able to win the Heisman Trophy, if you're looking a little bit more at the NFL, MVP, list goes on and on. I think that's the biggest thing that you need to take into account. When it comes to Bryce Young, guy's been just flat out amazing. I mean, 26 touchdowns at three interceptions. He's got very similar numbers to Kenny Pickett, but has played against significantly better competition. And he's going to have a big opportunity this week playing against LSU. It's a big-time rivalry game. Now, as we know, LSU has been playing their form of the Ole-style defense this year, which means that he's probably going to be able to put up some big numbers when it comes to that as well. So that is something that I take a look at, and I think that it's going to be a little bit of a catalyst for him. And if you, much like me, think that Young is going to be in for a big game, now would probably be your time to take 
his odds be able to win the Heisman Trophy because they're only going to get lower and lower, in my opinion, because we are getting closer and closer to the Heisman Trophy being doled out. What else I think is going to be very fascinating is if you wind up thinking that some of these top contenders are going to be having bigger or smaller weeks as well, that's something that you always want to take a look at because you'd think that, much like myself, Bryce Young is going to have a good week. But if the inverse is true and you think that Matt Corral is going to just completely torch the Liberty Flames, which hopefully you enjoyed that pun, <laughs> it's one of those things in which maybe you don't wind up taking it. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. Personally, I think that this is going to be Bryce Young who really emerges. I think that it could be a little bit more of a rough day for Kenny Kenneth Walker, even though I do think that Michigan State has a good chance of being able to win that game and being able to cover the three that we're seeing right now. But when it comes to just the other guys that are out there on the board with Caleb Williams, I just have a little bit of a tough time with being able to advocate for anything on Caleb Williams. I mean, he's had a very special year, no question, but he's also a guy that he just due to the nature of everything that has went on, has a couple fewer reps than everyone else as well. So that is something that is going to play into account when it comes to the end of the season when you wind up just not being able to have those gaudier numbers as compared to everyone else that you're going up against. That does wind up hurting you in just such a large aspect of things. So I think that that is really going to be the hamperer for him. And what else I think is going to be something that you want to be taking a look at when it comes to these odds as well is what you're going to be able to get out of some of the guys that are a little bit lower on the board. And maybe you're able to take a little bit of a flyer. You take a look at Sam Hartman. He's right now on an undefeated team with Wake Forest. I don't necessarily know if there's a lot of value on him at a 40 to 1. But you take a look at Wake Forest. And if they wind up being able to get on the college football playoff radar. And this is going to be a big week for them. They're a underdog as a top 10 team going on the road against North Carolina. I think that it could be a very good opportunity for him to be able to get a little bit of love as well because if you maybe like Bryce Young, but you think maybe someone like a Sam Hartman, someone like I was mentioning a little bit earlier with Kenny Pickett, they might have a little bit of an outside chance as well. Maybe you wind up putting your standard one unit on Young to be able to win it, but then maybe you wind up taking a little bit of a flyer like two cents of a unit, your general pizza money bet on someone like a Sam Hartman just has a little bit of a safety blanket. And if one of those guys winds up coming through, you actually get a little bit more money than if you would have just bet on Bryce Young in general. I think that that is something that you wind up taking a look at. And Hartman himself, I mean, you just take a look at him. The last two weeks, a combined 860 passing yards with eight touchdowns and zero interceptions. Now, the Army defense did not do a great job through the air in that one. And Duke football, I mean, here's the incompetence of Duke football. In the fourth quarter of that game against Wake Forest, in the fourth quarter, David Cutcliffe was just so out of mind enough that he decided, oh, our team is down 45 to nothing. It is the fourth quarter. Let's kick a field goal. And rightfully so, they wound up missing the field goal. So that was poetic justice on that one. But, I mean, that tells you sort of where those two programs are at. But still, I mean... 860 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions in two weeks for a team that is currently undefeated in a Power 5 conference is something that I don't think can be overlooked. And like I was mentioning a little bit earlier, you just have to try to keep in mind that these are awards that are going to be voted upon. And it's something that you want to be taking a look at when it comes to odds to be able to make the college football playoff as well. I'm going to be hitting on those in the top of the next hour. But when it comes to be able to look at Odds to be able to win the college football, to be able to make the college football playoff. When you take a look at some of these more intriguing cases, like a Wake Forest, 
like a Cincinnati, even though you think that they might wind up winning out, there's a chance that your bet might be torpedoed just because voters, they don't necessarily agree with you. Sometimes you question whether or not they have eyes or not, and that could sometimes wind up torpedoing that as well. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that wind up going into betting on these awards, and I do think it's what makes it so fun. And what is going to be fun, taking a look at who's going to be able to make the college football playoff. We're leading off our number three of the look at with that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.